All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with you with my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? These guys all day, every day, they give out free picks on extrapoints.com. Oh, we boosted it up. I don't know. Producer Jim, do you see the new graphics and everything on the website? We really did it up beautifully now. It's a sharper looking thing. Got everybody's bald head in full frame on the side there. You guys, who is doing especially well? I know, Harry, you are making video picks from a private jet um, inexplicably the last uh, couple of days. Is that a problem? I don't know. Well, is it a problem for anyone who's taking your bets? I don't know. How have you done the last couple of days? I did pretty good over the weekend. Louisville Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals did have the Bears last night. They were brutal, but uh, but not bad over the weekend. Still two winners. All right. Harry's Floyd Mayweather all of a sudden flashing the money. I'm in San Diego today. Yep. Great. Good to know. Uh, hey, I, yeah, that Bears game sucked. I backed the Bears. I like oh, them. I know. It's not the part like, is it nothing wrong? Like, I thought that was my secret that Nick Foles sucked. And then he goes out and proves it. It's actually maybe not all his fault. That offense just can't. <laughs> that running game is just so bad. They can't break tackles. Yeah. They can't do anything. I, I don't know. It just takes forever for them to get down the field. Aaron Donald had a monster game again, as the Rams defense did. Yeah. But. Uh, you now have three five and two teams with negative point differentials, um, and uh, it's twenty twenty rearing its ugly head. I think at us here. So that that game was weird last night because I at like ten three before the end of the half they had a chance to pick off the ball. The guy spikes it down like yeah. a volleyball, yeah. and what after that? that I was like, oh, this is right. It. It's it's over. I'm losing yeah. this. It was what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, you're rooting for a defense to score. Otherwise, it's uh. It's not going to happen. All right. Uh, hey, let's get right into it, guys. I know you guys have been winning now and then, but it is time for Bet Aches, powered by our friends at PropSwap. As great as it is to brag about your wins, it's even more fun to discuss the ones you take on the chin. And now, a segment we hate to call Bet Aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bet it's a bad it's a yeah, it's so hard to avoid the pitfalls of the NFL and the NCAA. So much going on, even baseball with some crazy endings. Brother Brian, I'm going to start with you. Um, I don't know that you have a bed ache. You had an 18-to-1 parlay that hit. You had a 9-to-1 parlay that hit. Both of those needed the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. If you want, your bet eight could just be that you didn't put enough on those parlays, but I can't imagine. What do you have for us? Well, that's the thing, right? I, I couldn't have been luckier. So I, you know, I had the Lions to win, the Browns to win. I actually had the Steelers to win on that. And so all three of those came down to the end. I was complete. I mean, I couldn't be luckier. So after that, I was like, I really can't complain. There's, Regardless, um, I don't really have necessarily a huge headache, but what I will say is my biggest bet probably on the weekend is I did have, I bought the Seahawks down to three uh, that night. I actually especially mm. put more money on it after winning some of those other bets. I also had the Seahawks on a parlay uh, to win. Um, so again, in that game, when they, when they were up 10 and the Cardinals are kicking a field goal with a few minutes left, I figured, all right, I have this wrapped up. I'm at least going to push on this bet at three. The personal foul happens, mm. uh, and at that point, it's on the personal foul on the on the field goal try, and in, in which they score after that. I knew at that point in time, I was at least at best pushing it. I was probably going to lose that game. It was just such a wild ride of emotions, though, in that game because I thought that Metcalf scored. Oh, by the way, I had over twenty and a half yards longest reception for Metcalf that came uh. back on that penalty. <laughs> um, so at that point in time, I'm just rooting for. <laughs> I'm rooting for a push. Uh, but at the end of the day, then I, there was so much going on. I was like, I kind of just, I could care less. I was like, just end the game already. I'm just, yeah. I was emotionally drained. And, um, so th that's my bet. Ache. I mean, it was one of my, probably my biggest bet of the weekend. Neither coach deserved to win that game. I mean, Kingsbury did some stupid, <laughs> stupid things like, uh, kicking on second down with the chance to give Russell Wilson, the ball back kicks on second down. Uh, Pete Carroll runs with. Carlos Hyde three times up the middle instead right. of putting the ball in Russell Wilson's hands on third and two. He had a run pass yeah. option or something there. Your boy Kingsbury, Harry, I know you uh, You have eyes on his trash and everything. <laughs> um, 
trashy, trashy coaching job, but uh, came out with a win the other day. What is, what is your bet ache? Yeah, he was very fortunate. My bet ache was from Saturday night. I had a parlay going. Uh, it was going to get back like 800 bucks. Now I had, and it, it for, for uh, granted, it was for like 10 bucks, but to get mm-hmm. back 800 bucks, a Rose Arena to hit a home run, which he did in the World Series, and Justin Turner to hit a home run, which he did, at like plus 365. So those were in. Also had Hawaii plus five at the same time. Hawaii rolls Fresno. And I added to all to the Chiefs money line, but I had one other thing. I had Bellinger at minus 190 to have over a half of total base. He goes 0 for 3, but what really sucks is that in the seventh inning after a double, they have second and third with two outs. So they walk him intentionally to load the bases. Mm. So I lose in that bat, which is a killer, obviously, and I'm rooting for extra innings here. I can't get it. The minus 190 loses. The plus two, 300, the plus 365, and Hawaii all win straight up. What the hell? That's a lot to follow. But well, well, <laughs> by the way, by the way, by the way, Sal, the night before I had another parlay needing a Rose Arena not to hit a home run. It's the it's the it's the it's the last out of the mm. game, and Jansen screws me again, gives up a home run. I couldn't believe I wasn't even watching it. I was watching it on my phone because I didn't want to watch it. And then all mm. of a sudden I see six two, and I'm like, you got to be kidding. Me. That was funny too. What about a bet ache where you would have won a parlay, but you inputted the the, um, the information <laughs> yeah. incorrectly? You know, and I, I've been on these parlays. You can buy like two points on on uh, on uh, over unders, and I usually do that. And I can't believe I didn't do it. I looked at it the next day, and I'm like, because I really like the Pittsburgh uh, Tennessee game to go over mm-hmm. fifty and a half, and of course it lands fifty one. And for some reason, I bet the under and didn't buy the points, and it cost me a actual a ten teamer. I got the reason. You say for some reason. I know the reason. It's because you made, and this is no joke, and I don't want to get into why I have access to Harry's. I I could see what he's betting, but (laughs) he had 31 parlays between Saturday night and Sunday. Maybe Saturday afternoon. Saturday, no, Saturday night, I checked. You had 31 parlays. I don't think 31 parlays. Honestly, if you're not doing... It is true. What do you mean you don't think it's true? 31? Yes, Did any of them win? Did any of them win? I don't think so. Plenty of them won this week, baby. Plenty Plenty of them won. Plenty of them. Plenty of them. I just want to know how long. Like, what if you were to get, like, a job? Like, what if Microsoft went to you? Like, hey, we want to give you a job. Like, you would have no time for anything. This is it. Like, you're you're spending just to input those parlays takes three or four hours. And buy points and take, you know, right? He's buying points. He's doing all these things. It's not just, like. It's unbelievable. It t- Brian and it takes I also me- have uh, knowledge of all of those too because he sends us every yeah. bet he makes. Every I don't bet. send. I don't send you the ten teamers. Which I, by the way, I hit one. I hit a ten teamer. By the way. Wow. All right. Uh, well, uh, and I will say, Parlay, Parlay Kid and I definitely think the reason he selected under, not over, is because he was likely high or or drinking weed soda. Uh, yeah, or enough something. of the that, weed soda. That, that, I'm, off the, I'm off the weed soda. Remember, Brian? I'm off the weed soda. And by the way, by the way, are you kidding me? I guarantee Brian puts in. Five times as many bets as I do. Guaranteed. At no, least. Not, no. not not as many, not that many parlays. Jeez, that's for sure. It's a lot. Said, it is a I lot. Said be- <laughs> I said bets. It's like a freaking term paper worth of like shit he's putting in here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> line after line. I'll I'll send you like uh, I'll I'll try to get a screen grab. Anyway. All right, Parley Kid, hit us with your your uh bed ache. Does it involve our miserable Duh. cowboys? No, it doesn't. Thank goodness, Sal. I, I just you you can't bet them. So right. nothing's ever going to involve the Cowboys because you just can't bet them at this point. Uh, my probably, I had a good weekend. Uh, UFC was very good to me. Mm. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> most of the most of the favorites I had in football one, uh, except last night, uh, we just already touched on the game. My bet is the Bears. I had them on a teaser getting 13 and a half points. Uh, they lose by 14. And watching that offense was just super painful. Uh, I have Montgomery in a fantasy league. There's yes. never been a running back that gets uh, two to three yards on every carry. No more, no less. <clears throat> That's all he does watching. Somehow uh, Foles was a all-state basketball player, right, Brian? Yeah. Uh, no. He looks so unathletic on a football field. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, I, why Just go back to Trubisky at this point. At least he's a little bit more athletic and can make more plays. I mean, you and I have said that from the start. They probably never should have went away from him. Uh, I don't think Foles gives them a great chance to win any more than Trubisky does. So very frustrating. Bears are a team I just got to stay away from from too because uh, that record is it's fake, it's phony, yeah. and uh, we shouldn't be touching them. Someone was saying Peterson is the worst f- 
football uh, Super Bowl winning coach of the last 25 years and Foles is the worst Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'd like to visit that at some point because uh, that, that might have some validity. Yeah. But yeah, all right. There's your bed ache. And bed aches was brought to you by PropSwap. Hey, certain things we know to be true in sports betting. Never put the Cowboys on a teaser. It's a parlay kid mentioned. Always count on the Falcons to blow a fourth quarter lead and never <laughs> leave money on the table, Harry. PropSwap can help you can help you with the first two, but they can with the last one. Prop Swaps America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets with thousands of buyers across the country. Prop Swap allows you to post your betting ticket for sale and lock in a guaranteed profit. Last week, Joe from Omaha listed a $1,000 raise World Series ticket. He bet before the season, sold on Prop Swap for $6,500. So stop leaving money on the table. Go to PropSwap.com or download the Prop Swap app today. That was Bet Eggs. You make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. There you go. Plenty of bad aches to come. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it as long <laughs> as uh, football continues. Now, we're going to go over six NFL games. We're going to go over the World Series. Um, going to go over props, uh, money line, totals in the World Series, MVP odds. And then uh, college football, three big games, three biggish games on the slate. We'll uh, take a ride on the Riverboat Casino, and then these guys will hit us with their best bets, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Starting off, uh, New England at Buffalo, Parley Kid. Minus four and 44 is the over-under. Bills are favored by four. Parley Kid, it makes sense. If you go by the eye test, uh, you look at Cam Newton, who just looks injured or looks just not not there. I don't even know what they're doing in the quarterback spot. Belichick hasn't said. I'm guessing Cam Newton starts. Uh, I'll tell you what. I like the Patriots here. I know the Bills are on a losing yeah. streak as well, and the Bills are home and all that stuff, and the Bills are better. But I'm going to look back and not say last week's team is what's uh, representative of the Patriots, but I'm going to say the tough team that showed up Monday night against the Chiefs and yeah. lost that game. I think that's going to be the team. I don't know. I get it. You can only do these uh, defensive players out of place for so many years before it bites Belichick in the ass. I think the Patriots keep this close. Wouldn't be a big bet for me, but I would take the four points. I agree. So I was going to go the other way, but upon further review, um, what was the last time Bill Belichick lost four games in a row? Probably well before Harry was a uh, below average sp assistant sports book manager. In Vegas, right? It's probably well before that. I think before uh, that, So yeah. it's been a while. And I think, look, the key to the Patriots, I think, is going to be playing with a lead. They got to get up in these games, even if it's three points, seven points. Newton can keep the ball uh, short. He can run the ball. They can grind it out and at least manage to cover this four points. The Bills' offense has kind of struggled the last three weeks uh, for some reason. Uh, so... I'm going to bet here that Belichick has this team really primed. I'm not sure if they win this game, but I think they keep it really close, and I think they're super competitive this week, and they'll grind this one out. Newton, I think, takes to the ground a lot more. He's going to have to to save his job here. He yeah. cannot throw a football anymore. He really can't. He just can't. <laughs> he he was coming up like 10 yards short uh, on balls downfield or even on those long, uh, you know, like a 10-yard out pattern, mm -hmm. throwing it into the feet of receivers. He's got, they got to get him on the move more. They got to get him out of the pocket. I think he, I, th I could see him going above his rushing yards this week. Mm. Uh, Patriots cover the four against And the it's Bills. tough because the Jets screw you up, right? So the Bills defensively aren't as good as allowing only four yards in the second half. We know that. We've seen them play the Rams. We've seen them play other teams. Uh, on the other hand, maybe they just didn't get up for that game. So uh, was that the only team? Was the last team in seventy years to the Jets? Statistics are terrific too, but the last, Bills were the last team in seventy years, I think, to not punt and but not score a touchdown and win a game or or just to, to play in a game. Wow, or, that's that, that, they, yeah, they didn't yeah. punt, they didn't score a touchdown, and they won. Uh, phenomenal job, Jets. Uh, luckily for the Cowboys, they're not the worst team in the league. Tennessee at Cincinnati. The uh, Bengals are catching six at home. 54 and a half is the over-under. Um, Harry, you're just, you know, you're you're not, I, I don't know what I have to do to get you to take a team. You're, you're taking totals on everything we're discussing today. You like the over in this game. 
yeah, I like the over. Cincinnati's defense, 24th overall. They made Baker Mayfield look great with five touchdowns. Tennessee's D, not good either, 28th overall. Uh, three of the last four weeks, Cincinnati's games have been 58 points or more. Uh, and I think Tennessee games, 51 points or more the last five games. Tannehill, quarterback-wise, though, the court, Tannehill's been fantastic. 15 touchdowns. And Joe Burrow, seven games in, rookie, over 2,000 yards, had 300 yards two weeks ago, had 406 versus the Browns. Tyler Boyd seems like uh, his main go-to guy, 48 receptions this year. So I'm going over here. I think this game flies over. This thing lands in the 60s. Wow. All right. I see it as more like 30-21. I think Joe Burrow is going to have good stats. He's going to put up good numbers no matter what, and he's also going to take crazy hits no matter what, no matter what defense he's playing. So I think he'll have his numbers. I think they'll get to him enough, and he'll turn the ball over enough. And then a steady dose of uh, Derrick Henry, which uh, didn't really get going against the Steelers for the Titans. I think it's like 30-21 final Tennessee wins right around the uh, the number there. Uh, Raiders, Browns. All right, Brian, this is kind of it for you, right? This is um, <laughs> Raiders lost to Tampa Bay. Uh, everyone's yeah. back in love with Tampa again. Um, now you travel to Cleveland, your team, uh, and the Browns are favored by two and a half. The over-under is 53 and a half. I was looking at this, and the Browns are like minus 400 to make the playoffs. When you're five and two, you kind of only you only really need to win three more games. They have like five or six winnable games. Have the Giants and the Jets, I think, still on their schedule, and the Jaguars, the Browns do. Um, this is winnable also. They're favored, and your three-win Raiders kind of need to win this game to grab what would be like a seven seed. I know it's very early to talk about this, but do they pull it off? Uh, well, all right. Well, that's why I'm not touching this game here. Um, I'm going to take the over 53 and a half, by the way, does the NFL, can they move this game up to Friday? It's uh thanks NFL. It's like fil filled with COVID our team. And it's like, all right, we're going to make the game earlier. We're not going to push this to Monday, Tuesday, just, yeah. to, just to screw you. That's that, I feel like that's what it's like being a Raiders fan for all these years. Um, but I, I hate to say it cause it's only week eight, but you're right though. This is a must win. It's a must win for the Raiders. If they lose this game, they fall behind the Browns by two and a half games for a playoff spot. Again, right. I, I don't really want to, I don't want to take a side here because I just don't trust the Raiders. Their defense is really, really bad. They can't get stops. Paul Gunther, our D coordinator, I think I've said it multiple weeks here, is awful. Just because he's friends with John Gruden is the only reason he's not firing this guy. It's like, Sal, if you were the head coach of the Raiders and mm -hmm. I was the D and I was the D coordinator and I was this bad. You 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 would have to fire me. No, I'd keep I, you around. I, I'd be okay with it. If you fired me, I'd be okay with it. But he's kept Harry around this long. I, I guess so. That's true. <laughs> but <laughs> but the Raiders are giving up 33 points a game. Uh in the Browns five games that weren't against Pittsburgh and Baltimore, they're averaging 37 points. Uh the Raiders are gonna score. Baker's gonna look good against the Raiders defense. I just think there's gonna be a ton of points. Uh, it's going to be a shootout. I really can't see either way other than this is going to be a high-scoring game. All right, I think you steal this game. Although I'm convinced Odell slows down the Browns' offense a little bit. I know it sounds crazy, but it sounded crazy that Kyrie Irving hurt the Celtics, and he t certainly did. Um, <laughs> I think Odell, am I saying that? Baker threw that interception on purpose so that Odell would get hurt? <laughs> yes, yes, Possible. I am saying that. Possible. I don't know. I think people get mad. At Baker because he's not throwing to their uh, their fantasy guys, but he put together a good game last week. But too many people are on him right now. And the Raiders, this is kind of where this is a spot where they kind of win and screw things up. Uh, I'm going Raiders well, plus two and a half. I, I, I think so. This is going to be one of those games that Baker's going to have another good game. People are going to be like, oh, actually, Baker is very good. And then right. then after this game, then they're going to be like, oh, wait, no, he's not very good. I, mean, I, I see. think that's just going to be. I think you keep it close. I think it's like a dumb missed field goal. That's yeah, what we haven't yeah. seen oh, out of the Raiders. Or, it's uh, definitely going to be a close game. Or something. Sure. All right, game of the week. Steelers at the Ravens. Now, this opened at six. I swear to God, it wasn't my eyes deceiving me Sunday night when we did guess the lines with Simmons, but it was six, and now it's been bet to down to three and a half. The Ravens are favored by uh, 46 and a half is the over-under. I've seen three in some shops. Fandle has a three and a half. Uh... Well, this was supposed to be what was supposed to happen is both the Steelers and the Ravens were supposed to have buys coming into this game because it's hard hitting. It's a tough game. It's a physical game. They both requested buys before this game. Titans screwed that up. They screw everything up. Mm. The schedule had to change and the Steelers had to play last week. 
Um, I think that's where some of the juice came in with the Ravens being such a big favorite, but the public bought it all the way down. Uh, I'm going the Ravens here. And I know my, my logic is stupid. I think the Steelers are the best in the AFC, but I don't think, I'm not going to say they don't need this game, but you beat them at home. They'll even things up. I think this is the Ravens game. I like the Ravens kind of like I liked them against the Chiefs when they were giving a similar, similar number. I think it was three and a half, and that bit me in the ass. But I think the Ravens, um, they, I know they only beat teams that uh, are, are sub 500. This is where they turn the corner a little bit. We're going to see a, a lot of running out of the Ravens. They're going to step it up, and they're going to win this game like 24-17 or something like that. Low scoring kind of. Hard nose AFC North football. Harry, you like the over, though. I'm going against you again. Well, I do like the over, but Sal, I agree with you with the running game for Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson's averaging 6.9. Ingram, 4.5. Gus Edwards, when he gets the ball, 4.5. And, and J.K. Dobbins, over six yards a carry, the pound in the ball on the ground. Baltimore, four times this year, they've scored 30 or more. Steelers have scored 26 points or more in every game. Uh, plenty of weapons on offense for Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson was. Uh, uh, Big Ben's guy he went to last week. He had 15 targets, nine receptions, two TDs. I like this game to go over. I think this lands right around 50. And they basically signed Ngakwe for this game, right? They got him from Minnesota for this game. They got him early before the trade deadline so he could COVID test and do all that and isolate and uh, so that he can make practices this week. And there they had. I just think the Ravens are being smart about this and they're going to win um, by a, a touchdown 49ers at Seahawks. This is a fun one. All of a sudden, that's good. Boy, that division is stacked. That's really tough to pick a, a division winner. I said uh, 49ers plus 650 is a nice choice at division. I know they're two and a half games behind Seattle. I like them to beat Seattle this week to get to one and a half uh, back. Seattle, three-point favorite. 54 is the over-under. Bryce, Seattle is just never going to have a boring game, right? It's going to come down to the last whatever, especially against a decent team like the 49ers, who's running the ball well and uh, playing defense, much like we expected um, after the Super Bowl season. Uh, who do you like this week? Yeah, just every game is crazy. Look, I love watching Russell. I love watching these crazy Seahawks games, but I I wouldn't lay the points here against a good team. Like, who have the Seahawks beaten now when we look back? Are the Dolphins the best win? Mm. Maybe the Dolphins, maybe the, the Pats game, I guess, when the Pats were playing okay. Uh, but it seems like the 49ers have found their rhythm with the healthy Jimmy G. And surprisingly, their defense has played really well, um, even with the guys that they're missing. So this game is going to be close. The Seahawks are not going to, the Seahawks defense is off. They're not going to be able to stop the 49ers offense, even without Samuel playing. I think the 49ers take an early lead in this one. And then Russell does some magic to get them back in the game late. But I think it's a field goal either way. And I'd be more confident in, uh, in taking the 49ers here. I'm with you. Take the points. But does anyone have worse luck than the 49ers this year? Or even when they get guys back, like you said, Debo Samuel. Now, now he's out, but showed some flash of brilliance. Now he's out. Well, Wilson, the third, Wilson's the running out. back there, he's out, but they seem to make it work. They really do. They got the system in place and the Seahawks have a nice system of uh, blowing every game or rising to the occasion <laughs> in the fourth quarter. And I think three points is just enough to take here, even on the road at Seattle. All right, Parley kid. I wasn't even going to include this, but um, Dallas at Philly Sunday night. First of all, I've screamed about this. Can we beg out of the primetime game? Can Jerry Jones, yeah. doesn't he have enough, enough uh, muscle to flex us the hell out of this game, this embarrassing game? We don't even know if Andy Dalton's quarterback or it's the, it's the uh, James Madison kid or the Garrett Gilbert or who the hell they're getting in there. I was looking at, I don't even know who we would pick up, Pauly kid. It's uh, the, <laughs> the, the Sean Kaisers that are out there, the Derek Andersons, those guys. But I don't think it matters. I think you got about eight or nine players on the field that we won't have next year fill in certain spots, certainly that offensive line. It's a disaster. They're down early. It's not much a quarterback could do to help. I get it. The Eagles have their problems, but we checked in last Thursday night. We watched them. We couldn't believe they weren't ahead much more than they were uh, after time of possession yeah. against the Giants and everything else. Um I don't know. Seven and a half seems light. This team goes down, you know, 17-3 in the early second quarter. And then it's a, a fight to, to make sure Zeke doesn't fumble his way to the end sure. of the game. I like the that, Eagles. I agree with you, Sal. I'm on the Eagles here. Um, what is there to say? I mean, look, I would assume Dalton is not playing this week, correct? I'm, that, I'm going under that assumption. But even if he does, he yeah. hasn't showed anything anyway. So 
uh, it, it's funny. I turned after that injury. I, I turned to my son Michael. I said, Michael, can you see if uh, the, in all seriousness, I was like, is Duck Dot Hodges available? <laughs> is is Cooper Rush <clears throat> available? Like, yeah. I was asking for names. That that's how far the Cowboys are falling. And those were serious questions I was asking. Right. Um. There's no, look. I I think the Cowboys get Martin back this week. I heard Sean Lee could be back. I heard Awuzie could be back in the secondary. That helps the Cowboys. This line though is still off. I feel, uh, especially with their quarterback play, their <clears throat> terrible offensive line. Their quarterbacks have absolutely no time to throw. So, like you said the other day, yep. I think on Twitter, they went from having a top three offensive line in the NFL to probably the worst offensive line right now in the NFL. Top, top three of the decade, right? Maybe of the, of the of the de- at least for a few yeah. years, right? Yeah. For, of a few years there. Uh, Dak's rookie year, their line was incredible. Uh, fast forward a few years later, injuries uh, have hit that line, decimated the line. It's terrible. They are terrible on the defensive <laughs> line side as well. Their, their punter punts like 30 <laughs> yards now every, every time he kicks the ball. Uh, everything about the team is bad. It's really bad. And, you know, thank you for sharing that. Like, right, I, even their defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan, had to cut an interview short short yesterday because <laughs> he had Tabasco sauce in his eye. He's trying to blind like himself. That. He wants I to mean, blind himself. He doesn't want to see any of it. absolutely incredible <laughs> what has happened. You can't take this team. You might Look, you have to take the Eagles uh, minus seven and a half. This, you know the Eagles are going to play defensively. They're going to play pretty well. Right. Yeah. And if Danucci is quarterbacking, look, I, he's a he's a, Pen- <laughs> he's a Pennsylvania kid. Uh, Parley but, kid. Yeah. Parley kid. Give a have Jerry call Eli. I I actually entertained that thought the other day. I said, <laughs> how great would that be if Eli Manning came in for the Cowboys and no won way. the division? No thanks. How no great thanks. would that be, Harry? I'd no like thanks. it. I'd like it. That would no. prove my, my, that'll prove my case, that, that would that would finally prove my point against you guys. How Eli uh, the worst thing that's happened the, the worst thing yeah. that's happening to the Cowboys is is that they're in such a bad division, or they would just be in tank mode right now. Right, but because yeah. they're in such a bad division, it's giving them hope of winning the division that they probably still can't win at this point now. So, that's all. But they really just should be in tank mode. Win win four games, get a top six seven pick, and uh, go from there. Uh, Parley kid, I know we're not going to do this, but the Eagles are only minus 150 to win the division. I don't know. I don't see. I, I guess I get Washington's right there. Uh, oh, I'm going to have to do I, it because I, 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 have I just don't want to watch these. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, I do too. I have to do something. <laughs> I can't sit there and that's lost money right now. Paulie kid, I had Dallas have the best record in the league. I think I got like uh, <laughs> plus 260 or something. That oh, bet might gosh. be done. I may have to find uh, a ticket I, and rip it. It's really. Uh, yeah, they. I think they're the worst team in the league. And if you add up all three phases of the game right now, yeah. the receiving core makes it look a little more spectacular because it's it is a good core. Right. But they got to look to st- maybe unload some players here, right? They got to if they could trade away, you know, just get some picks. They got some assets that they can trade, and they should be doing it. Right, they got to do something. This is not the year for sure. Yeah, they're they're <clears throat> out of every team. Like I expect the Jaguars to compete for a half. I expect even the Jets to compete for a half. The Jets converted like a second and twenty last week or something crazy. I think early on. I don't. I don't think the Cowboys go out there and compete. I don't know. I, I even take these that. dumb turnovers away. There's no time for the quarterback to throw when you don't have an <laughs> offensive line. I think like Zeke has had the, like twelve carries in the last. Not that they need to feed him more. He's not. That's not the answer, but they're getting away from their game. I don't even know what their game is. I'm not sure who their quarterback right. is going to be. Exactly. <clears throat> Take the, we've the last, talked about him. When's the last time Washington smacked around a team like they did Dallas? Yeah, I, I just felt like it, we, th- those are the worst kinds of game, Parley Kid, where you, uh, you know, you're getting pushed around on the line of scrimmage and you still have like two and a half hours to watch, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, like, and Mike McCarthy was right. I mean, Dalton took that hit. And yeah. not one guy really got pissed off about it. That right? sucked. Yeah, it's, that it's was, just a soft team. That just yeah. tells you about that team. It just tells you about soft it. Soft team. Just, yeah, he's deflecting. Says it all you too. needed to see right there. He's Parley not great either. Part yeah. of the kid, just so you know, Jalen Smith leads the league in tackles. That, <laughs> look, yeah, tackling guys 15 yards down the field. I would love to see that. That's how he does Brian, it. I, don't get I, me I tell started him, on I tell Jalen him that Smith. every week, Brian. Brian, oh, you watch those games with me. We say when it's third and eight, every 
third and eight, a team says, we're just going to pick on Jalen Smith here, yeah. and they complete yeah. a pass or whatever it is. He sh- does not belong in the NFL unless he's just a special teams player. He is terrible. Terrible. <laughs> he's had some tackles where he's missed the tackle and come back and made the tackle. So that, exactly right. He, chased those, back. Those he runs with his arms. You know, he's yeah, got his yeah, arms yeah. Moving. It's yeah. just hard to watch. I don't know what happened to him. He was two years when he gave when they gave him that contract, he was coming off a very good year. Right. And his game is right. the tackle. He had, leads the league in tackles. Oh my God. That's <laughs> That's I well, think, he doesn't uh, come off the field, and that's part of the problem. He right. can make a hundred mistakes, and he's still on that field every play. That's right. Every play of the game. Shoot or shoot. Uh yeah, I don't <laughs> exactly. uh I don't know what's uh well, I think our therapy session's over, Parley kid. We could sorry, call yeah, it sorry. No, I'll be sorry. It's good to get it out there. Uh <laughs> let's talk about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. I promise FanDuel didn't put me in charge of the sports book for a day. They really should. They should do it for a year. Um, these same game parlays. Definitely something I and the degenerate trifecta would have come up with. Thank you, FanDuel, for this gambling gift. So many different combinations. You could play with these parlays, player props, point totals, money lines, getting giddy, just thinking about it. And the best part is FanDuel will refund the first same game parlay you lose on any NFL game each week up to $10. That means you could bet a different parlay risk-free every NFL week, all season long, free money. Harry, would you be able to risk $10 on a parlay? I don't think you've done it before. You're at the 3 and $4 match right right there level, right? What would have to happen? You know, it, it would have to take a major dramatic thing for me to uh, to pump it well, up to 10 bucks. How about that they give you your money back? Is that major and dramatic enough? I think it should be. Now um, we're talking. There you go. <laughs> this is Tuesday. I'm on uh, Fox Thursday night football pregame. I give my best bet out there. Best bet. I give my pick out for the Thursday game. I'm not saying that I'm taking the Falcons, but a same game parlay would look like Falcons first quarter, Matt Ryan over one and a half touchdowns and the over in the game. You could do that. You would probably get, what would you get? You'd probably get about eight to one odds on that brother, Bri, right? And if you lose, you get your money back. It's great. It's the greatest. You like my picks, go ahead and bet them. Get 10 bucks back. You don't win. Do it all season long. FanDuel Sportsbook. Yes, if you have the app, you can play same game parlays. And if you don't, go get it now. Sign up with promo code against all odds so they know that we sent you. There you go. FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code against all odds when you sign up. All right, game six tonight. Oh, you know what? I was going to surprise you guys. We we're going to have Mad Dog today on, but uh, he couldn't make it work uh, in the morning. Ah, so we're going to have, we'll have him on. No, I know. We're going to have him on at uh, some other time. He was uh, excited to. Uh, be a part of this. Harry, you all right? He's all right. <laughs> okay. Harry's readjusting things. Um, Dodgers, game six, favored minus 136. The take back is plus 118. Uh, I don't like this pitching matchup. I mean, Snell, it's it's a better better deal for the Rays. We got our American League boys here. Look at that. They're chomping at the bit there. Brian and Parley <laughs> Kid, they don't want to let go of this series. They think the Rays are better. They got the Rays in game six all over the place. But, uh, what is it, Gonsolin against? I mean, he he went yeah. one and a third last yeah. time. I think he went two and a third against the Braves. Yep. That was his last start before then. Can you even look at these starting pitchers? Snell at least went four and two thirds. Um, you know, he had a, a, a decent start last yeah. game. Back against the wall for the Rays, they won like they celebrated, like they won the whole thing in Game Four, and then they lost in Game Five. You really don't know what to get with these bullpens. Parley kid, I think I like it here. Over eight, if you're going to see this patchwork, this is where I don't like the season when it comes down to 14 pitchers on each side. It kind of becomes more of a crapshoot. But uh, in in doing so, they've given us an over-under of eight, and I think over is the way to go. Yeah, only because of the way the Dodgers are uh, rolling out their starting pitcher today. Yeah, Uh, And I think Snell, for as good as he was in game one, he only lasted four and two-thirds. He did strike out nine batters, but he did also walk four. The Dodgers mm-hmm. are a patient team. They'll wait them out. They'll draw some walks. They'll score some runs. And I do think with this pitching matchup uh, that the Dodger, Dodgers are throwing out to Gonsolin, uh, I think the Rays also score runs. I think eight uh, might be a little low here. So uh, I, I like the over uh, in this game at uh, minus 115. Mm-hmm. I think there's some runs scored early here. And uh, I, I think this game is one of those that go over. All right. Uh, Bri, you like the over two, but you're isolating Tampa. Yeah, I like 
Yeah, I like Tampa over three and a half runs. It's I think it went up to like minus one twenty eight. Look, we're all all the D three. We're all over the Rays tonight. I think we're just destined to have a game seven. Um, but while the Rays have struggled to score in certain games, they found a lot of success against the Dodgers bullpen this series. Uh, they just had met much better at bats against them than the starters. And now they've seen them plenty of times. Plus, this is a game they're the away team, right? So you're no, you know you're getting nine innings to, to right. bat here. So I, I like the three and a half. I think they'll come out early, get a couple of runs on the board. Um, right now I'm looking at some props. I mean, we have some home run props up there at Rosarena's plus 310. Uh, Snell over six and a half Ks, Sal. What would you do in this one? Oof. Under, I mean, it's hard to say. I, like, I think under. I don't know. Right? I mean, what's his over under innings? Would you say? Right, F- that's five? the thing. It's like as soon as he gets into any trouble, he could be out in the third. Right in this yeah. game, it's a must win. So, I don't know. man, I think, that seems high. That I seems think I would high. take the under on that. Harry, I don't even think I ever got what you wanted on this yeah. game. What? What? Who, who do you like? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Taking the Rays. Take. I, look, I said the. I said oh. LA in seven. Uh, last week, so I'm not going to go back on that. The Rays, gritty team. Look, you mentioned Snell. He had nine Ks in his start against uh, the Dodgers in the first game of the World Series when he pitched. Uh, last 18 starts for him. He's given up just four runs once. Uh, and again, Brian just mentioned to Rose Arena. He's been fantastic. Uh, nine home runs, 13 RBIs in the playoffs. Uh, amazing. Um, seven home runs in the you know and and 11 RBIs just he had in the regular season, which is amazing. And Gonsolin, 36 innings. 19 earned runs in his last 36 innings. Dodgers are prepared, I think, to go to game seven to have they've Walker Bueller ready, who was unbelievable. So give me the raise. Oh, man. I got to tell you. Well, now we've, we know if God has a sense of humor, if he sends us to game seven. Like Kershaw, first of all, I took Seager last week to win the MVP, and he yep. is the favorite right now, plus 175 on Fandle. Kershaw is plus 260. If I had to make a bet now, I think he gets, yeah. I think he gets a sympathetic vote right mm-hmm. here. Uh, we saw last year. Yeah, you said that last week. Who won last? Strasburg won, right? Last year, yeah. like yeah, it, it kind of waited in the wings. He won a couple, you know, whatever. He played played well. They kind of they give it to the pitcher there, and I think because of the sentimental value there with Kershaw. But that seems too easy. By the way, that was at six to one. I showed you guys yesterday on Fox Bet. I wanted to pound it on Fox Bet Live. I think I'll still hit it a little bit plus two sixty. Um, but for you, raise guys, uh, Randy. Uh, Rosarena, five to one odds. You got Brandon Lowe, 10 to one. And Dodgers, you got Max Muncie, who has a nice batting average. And yeah, obviously has the home run, 13 to one. There's still some good, good value in some of these guys. I'm going Kershaw plus 260. I'll have it both ways if Seager gets, uh, get wins it uh, overall. What was Seager, eight or nine to one to start? Nine to one? Harry, what nine to one. Yeah, yeah nine you got for nine to one. All right. Yeah, I'll yeah, stick with that. And, and Bueller is what? Eight, he's eight to one, right? Right now. Well, so. uh, is he eight or seven? Yeah, he's right in yeah. that range. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah and if it goes to fun. seven, too, Sal, I, you know, I think that's where Kershaw can come in for two innings tomorrow <laughs> and wrap and blow, up that and MVP blow it. <laughs> or blow it. But he could also right. wrap up that MVP uh, vote for himself. Well, you know, he's yeah. dying. I think. Uh, well, obviously, he'd rather like not go to game seven. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. I'll take my chances at plus two sixty. What the I hell agree. do I care? Uh, college football next week, Pac 12 is back, right? We had the Big yeah. Ten, Big Ten back, uh, last week. Some fun football there. We gave our picks. Uh, oh, that Indiana Penn State game. That was something else. I think he was short. I still say he was short. Am I crazy? His elbows down. The, the still shot they showed seems like he's short of the sure, goal line. Sure, seemed that way. <clears throat> I guess you can't overturn it. Let's start with that, Harry. Penn State, Ohio State, 12 and a half is the over-under. You have to search to find a a total here. It's 65 or 66, right around there. Beaver Stadium, 106,000-plus it holds. No fans. No fans allowed allowed this week. Penn State's journey, Brown, running back out with an injury, not playing the rest of the year. This is a tough team, this this Ohio State team. They have a defensive lineman who took a bullet to the cheek and recorded a sack last week. I think Fields to Garrett Wilson all day long. Ohio yeah. State, like I said, no fans. They win by uh, two touchdowns plus. What do you think, Harry? Yeah, I'm leaning towards the over here uh, at 65. You mentioned Sal. I think it's just silly to try to take an Ohio State game under the caliber of player like Fields. 20 of 21 last week. Guys like flawless. I mean, uh, it didn't even seem like they were trying, and they put up 52 points. Two receivers combined for 13 catches, 233 yards. Meanwhile, 
Penn State. John Clifford's pretty good, too. He had four touchdowns uh, in that 36-35 loss uh, that you mentioned, uh, Indiana South. So I'm going to go the over here. Just it seems like Ohio State, like 52, like I just said, 52 points, and they weren't even really trying. I meant to look at this. I think it was on pace. I think three out of four overs hit in the in the uh, Big Ten last week. I'm like, maybe that's the way to do it. When a conference comes back, take the over in those games. The tackling is lacking. Maybe we let's yeah. please let's try to remember yeah. that for Pac-12. Uh, actually, the WAC came back this week. Who's who's back this week? Um, West. Mountain West is back this week. Maybe we try it with that. All oh, those numbers are always uh, big anyway. Texas, OK State, brother Bride, this OK State. Team kills me. They have since um, they had a four point lead against Central Michigan years and years ago uh, with four seconds left and the ball, and they blew it somehow. You're never going to let that one, di- never well, let and one that, die. Because uh, anything uh, I have with them, I had Iowa State last week and they lose. Not that that was a bad beat or anything, but I can't be on the winning end of if I have them, if I don't have them. I think I know Chubba Hubbard's a player, but I think it's an affliction that I have uh, some kind of. Uh, some kind of condition I have is Chubba Hubbard and it's all over my skin. I'm getting out of this. I'm inflicted with Chubba Hubbard. I'm wrong. Okay. State's my kryptonite. Bry, you take it. Ohio, uh, three and a half point favorite, 58 and a half. Somehow they're undefeated, right? I mean, yeah, uh, uh, got it. We, we should just stay away from this. I'm, I'm asking for it. I was the first one you gave us the college games. I said, I'll take Texas plus three and a half, which that's what I'm taking. Although it's stupid. I should just stay away from this game. <laughs> Um, I don't, again, I don't think I've ever, we always are, we're historically bad in the big 12, right? Anyway. Right. Um, And and then especially with Oklahoma state, but I'll take the points with Texas. Look, Sammy Ellinger's always going to keep that Texas in games. That's the one thing too. It's kind of like a little bit, it's hard to say like Russell Wilson, but he makes a lot of plays with his feet when he needs to. Texas is a weird, it's a weird team. If they fall behind, they can come back if they're up. They usually blow a lead, but I, I think they stay in this game. They, they always have these wacky games. It should be a close one. I'd feel much more comfortable taking the points here. Plus, Herman generally, Tom Herman generally is really good as an underdog, except probably that Oklahoma game. So, so I would take tech. I, I'd Oklahoma State might be phony. We don't yeah. in terms of who they really beat so far. So I would definitely take Texas uh, getting three and a half here. They won that game last year against Oklahoma State. So. Um, I would definitely take them with the points. Bri, just say what you want to say here. Ellinger over rushing yards. You know oh, that's def- what you want to say. Def- <laughs> definitely. Although I, you know, it's funny. I took when I took that on extra points pod the other day. I was like, oh, this is great. I loved it. He did go over, but then you do have the fear in college football of the sacks. Yeah, right. Against your rushing yards, so it's like even though he was over it by like ten yards, I was like, at any point in time, he could go under yeah. it. So it, it's a little nerve wracking, but yes. If Sam Allinger is in the 40 yards for rushing, just go over again this week. Uh, it's going to hit. Well, the greatest example of the bad beat with the rushing yards for a quarterback was this past Super Bowl, right? With the Mahomes had it by nine and oh, then yeah. took of the long. I mean, you don't get you don't get discredited for sacks in the NFL for rushing right. yards. But right. but taking, what you do is the kneel backs and those deep knees. He took a crazy knee. He walked back almost <laughs> to the end zone. Three in a row. Our friend Nick had uh, the o- he had the over one by a mile, <laughs> and then lost I think by six or seven yards Nuts. because of those kneel downs for sure. All right, Parley kid, uh, SEC country, LSU, Auburn, Auburn beat Ole Miss thirty five twenty eight. LSU spanked South Carolina fifty two twenty four. LSU quarterback Miles Brennan is questionable, but they uh, Fanduel does have a line on this. LSU is favored by two and a half sixty three is the over on there. TJ Finley did a nice job actually coming in for LSU. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 17 for 21, 265. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, disgusting, disgusting defense when I bet them, but, uh, so I'm, I'm going to go Auburn here. Yeah. That's why I'm taking Auburn at, uh, getting plus two and a half here. I think Bo Nix, I don't love him, but I think he's a gamer. He's got some moxie. Uh, I think he'll be able to put up some points against, uh, this defense, which, uh, we've seen can be really bad on uh, LSU. Uh, I think Auburn, uh, their defense is uh, a step above LSU's defense. I think at the backup court. Now that's the thing. This I don't think it matters who's quarterbacking for LSU. Obviously, the backup has mm-hmm. played better than the starter played uh, yeah. all year long so far. So let's just say he's the starter. Uh, I don't think it really matters. Uh, you think you take the home team here? They have some fans in the stadium, right? So. Uh, 
Let's take the two and a half. We'll take the more veteran quarterback in Bo Nix and uh, figure out that they uh, they they find a way to uh, cover this. All right, there you go. Pac-10, uh, Pac-12 comes back next week. Uh, college football in full force here. All right, and that brings us to our unsponsored segment, the Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Well, last week... Last week, Colin Riccatelli was not a household name, and this week he is still not. But if you watched him kick for Rice, that a uh, missed wild. It was a quadruple doink. We played it on extra points. It hit, what did it do? It hit the right crossbar. It hit the sorry, hit the right goalpost. Hit the crossbar. Hit the left goalpost. The then hit the crossbar, again. and then landed on the field. You get zero. You get zero <laughs> for that. It was one of the more amazing things I've seen a ball do, which got us thinking, what is the craziest thing you've ever seen a ball, any kind of ball do? Maybe in your backyard, some Super Bowl or something, land in a neighbor's pool and a turtle swallowed it and died. You could put that up there. It's not in our list. The rice kick this past Saturday, two to one odds. The football that was stuck to Odell's hand against the Cowboys. Cowboys won that game. Four to one odds. Randy Johnson's pitch that uh, made a bird explode. Seven to one odds. Astronaut Alan Shepard hit a golf ball two and a half miles, we think, on the moon. 10 to 1 odds or the field, even money. All right, Harry, start us off. Craziest thing you've ever seen a ball do. Let's go with the field here. And I'm going to throw this out to uh, your co host, uh, Dave Damashak. His Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers, 1972, Three River Stadium, the Immaculate Reception. I mean, Mm. I don't even know if, I mean, Franco, we, we didn't actually see it because there was only one highlight of it, one camera angle. And the ball just bounces off of, I guess, Raider safety Jack Tatum's helmet and mm-hmm. goes backwards. And he just picks it up out of the air and runs it in for a touchdown. Probably the most, I, I guess, the NFL Films has made this the most iconic NFL play ever. So that's mm-hmm. my play. Amazing. The, the, just the, And that was in a playoff game to win the game. All right. I mean, it's the most famous in that it's, you know, it was a playoff win and everything. But we've seen balls bounce off helmets, right, that are caught before i get it there's oh, no we've footage. also seen many angles there's that one angle and that's it all right yeah you don't get to see it they have a statue in the airport right there in pittsburgh of franco making the catch or not making the catch believe it or not that the statue shows him making the catch so there you go all right uh parlay kid craziest thing you've ever seen a ball do okay so i think we remember this story sal um 1987 if you want to call a potato shaped like a ball a ball which I guess it could be. You could have a catch with it. Do you remember the old hidden ball trick? Uh, Double-A baseball game, man on third base. Catcher Roger Breshnahan brings out a potato (laughs) in his pocket for the inning. He carved it into the shape of a baseball. Uh, When there was a man on third base, he had the, the potato ready to go. He takes it out of his pocket, throws it over the third baseman's head after the pitch had come in. Oh, no. The runner proceeds to come home, gets tagged out while the catcher's just standing there with the ball in his hand. He's tagged out. Obviously, there was protests going on. The umps ruled safe. Uh, Breshnahan, did, he did his homework on this, though. He had called uh, Major League umpire Tim Tashita and asked him what would happen if he did this. <laughs> Tashita told him most likely they would just send the runner back to third base, and that would be that. Well, the next day... Uh, Breshnahan got waived or released from his double A <laughs> baseball team. Wow. Uh, he was a 214 career minor league hitter, so he was on his way out the door, but he got the last laugh because the next year they bought him back in. They retired his jersey there in Williamsport oh, wow. uh, for the Williamsport Bulls, and uh, they had potato night. Everybody got a free potato who came in wow. uh, to the stadium. So great story. You can look that up. Uh, I'm sure you could YouTube that uh, and see that uh, tremendous I play. See that. Yeah. Uh, I remember that made ESPN highlights back in 1987. That's crazy. great well, job. That great wild. job by Roger Bresham. Something right out of your book, Sal. Yeah. You definitely could have thought of doing something like that. Uh, right. As we saw some of your hijinks on the softball. Field. I know. I'm jealous of that. I like that he called the umpire's name is Tim the Cheetah. 
But, or Tim <laughs> Tashida. Tim Tashida. <laughs> I'm going to call Tim the Cheetah and see Tim what he the wants. Cheater. That's a good one. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that's great. That's great. All right. If you substitute a potato with a ball, that uh, that counts for our uh, our discussion. All right, Brother Bry, what do you think? Craziest thing you've ever seen a ball do? Well, I know. Well, you have uh, the David Tyree catch, the helmet catch. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, the craziest thing, you know, I'm going to change this up a little bit. And craziest thing I've ever seen uh, a ball do, I'll say LeVar ball. Oh, um, we'll change up. Say nice. he, there's a few things crazy that he said. He said he could <laughs> kill MJ one on one. He said La- he said Lonzo was better than Steph. Um, he, <laughs> he started a shoe company and started charging people about five hundred dollars for these ugly ass shoes. So yeah. all all crazy things uh, for boss. I figured I'd, I'd change that one up there. That's great. That's good. Uh, See, you manipulated uh, the system. There. Manipulated we all, it. We all went field. Uh, I also went field. Um, Bugs Bunny slow ball. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but Bugs Bunny cartoons, he says, he looks to the camera and he says, I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. And then he pitches this really slow ball and doesn't strike out one guy. He strikes out the side, three guys swinging, (laughs) one, two, three, you're out, three guys. It's a 15 second clip on YouTube. Watch it. it. I watched it five times. I can't believe it. it. You wouldn't believe what this ball does. Strikes out three guys on one pitch, Harry. Strikes out the nice. side. That was it. Bugs Bunny slow ball. I remember most amazing that one. thing. Yes, most amazing thing I've seen with the ball. Jim Cunningham, do you have a response for this? What do you think? Uh, that's That slow ball is really good. I'm laughing just thinking about that. Um, <laughs> just thinking about ones off the board that I actually never got to see. The gyro ball, that pitch we heard about that was supposed to change baseball forever. And yeah. did anyone ever see it do anything? I'm not totally sure. Or uh, Sid Finch throwing like 200 miles per hour. Right. Or um, there's also the Kawhi Leonard on that game seven against the Sixers, that bounce where it was like in and out and then somehow went back in. And there's a picture of it out of the cylinder and below the rim, and it somehow ended up in. Yeah. But I was thinking um, Happy Gilmore's final putt. Oh, yeah. Where there were guys (laughs) climbing a scaffold and it falls. There's like like it's a rock concert. (laughs) Shooter McGavin had to putt off of uh, Frankenstein's big fat foot and then uh, Happy Gilmore puts that shot in like it runs down the thing and everything and that was that's it. true Love man those are all good great great one. I, now they got golf in my head how about Tom Brady's um, what was that a freaking eagle uh, oh, cost yeah. me like 1500 bucks how the hell did that ball go in that <laughs> right. sucked Joel do you have anything for this is Joel there I mean, I, I do like Tom Brady too. How he deflating those balls. Oh like, yeah, that's go. true. Deflate, but <laughs> I I like the Tiger Woods commercial where he hacky sacks the ball on a wedge and yeah. then just crushes it. Tiger Woods. Nice. That's a good one too. Yep. Yeah. That's CGI. Let me. I'll explain that to you after the show. <laughs> that didn't really happen. All uh, right. That's our uh, our Riverboat Casino now. Sharp Tank. Uh, I, I know I, I need to be more responsible here. How did you guys do last week on Sharp Tank? Was three for three. Three Harry. for three. There you go. Three for Got three. It. We posted it. I knew what you went three for three. You swept the board. <laughs> um, Brother Bry, let us start with you. What is your best bet? I will lean on one. I liked all three last week, but I'll all take right. one. I am going to go with the teaser in the NFL. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to tease up the Lions to eight and a half against the Colts. And I'm going to tease the 49ers to nine against the Seahawks. Like the Lions are another one of these teams that always seem to be in crazy games, always come down to the end. This should be close. I don't see Philip Rivers blowing out a decent team on the road. Uh, We already talked about the 49ers. I think that's a really close game. Look, plus Seattle. They've now lost four straight games against uh, divisional opponents. So you're getting eight and a half with the Lions, getting nine with the 49ers. Again, I think both of these games are close. Uh, Both of those teams could win too. Mm. I might parlay those two teams to win, but I I love it with those points. I think that that's going to be my uh, biggest bet for the weekend for sure. Wow. Okay. All right. I'll comment on it after I hear the other two. Uh, Parlay Kid. What's your best bet? Okay, so I'm going to take something a little bit more unusual for me here, but uh, I have a, a buddy of mine who's a college football guru. His name is Jeremy Meyerson, mm. and we've collaborated on this pick, uh, and I kind of liked his reasoning. I don't have to get too in-depth about it, but we're going to be taking the East Carolina Pirates cell on Friday night, <laughs> plus 18 and a half uh, against Tulsa. Uh, the Pirates get their quarterback back this uh, week. Their record, uh, they're one and three, but they are better than their record indicates, especially with the starting quarterback back. Tulsa's QB has struggled a little bit, even though the team seems to put up points. 
uh, more due to their running game, which uh, I am hoping that uh, the Pirates can stop mm. uh, and make them go to the air. And it's a Friday night game, so I get to win on a Friday night, and then I can bet uh, my winnings uh, again on the weekend. So the East Carolina Pirates plus 18.5 over Tulsa Friday night. Thank you, Jeremy Myerson, uh, for weighing in on this and helping me make this pick. All right. Wow. All right. I'm trying to think of the benefit of the Friday night here. The only thing it means to me is uh, your son, Michael, has to get the graphic up two days early. But all, right. Uh, all right, Harry. Harry, what are you thinking for your best bet? You know, I'm going to go I'm going to go off the off the board for myself here, too, where I don't really like laying points, but I'm just taking the Chiefs. Taking the Chiefs against the Jets, oh. laying the 19 and a half. I haven't even ripped on Sam Darnold really that much this year on our shows yet. He's got three touchdowns, six picks, two picks last week against Buffalo. Had a chance to tie it in the end, and again, he couldn't get a drive going. They've lost every game the Jets by eight or more. Kansas City scored their most points of the season last week, and that was with Mahomes having put kind of a soft game with just 200 yards, one touchdown. They still put up 43 in the snow in Denver. This is just something. This is a game where this could be really, really ugly. Uh, the Chiefs could put up fifty if they want to, uh, but I still think they cover the nineteen and a half. Mm, it was too early for me to pull this number, but it seems like these gigantic number games are always like uh, eh, the favorite just doesn't care. I remember Pauly Kidd right, when we were like right. uh, like uh, college or uh, San Francisco, oh. the Steve Young years. They were giving like we would 19 go. And a half, yeah, it was a role where we'd have San Fran on a three team teaser. Yeah, every yeah, week, yeah. every week. Uh, I don't, and it started at 22. It opened at 22. Last week, we knew this was 22. It was 19 and a half now. I look at Henny. Like, Henny ran for a touchdown last I'm trying to think right. of, even if they take Mahomes out, what happens to this Jets team that had four yards? If the Jets have four yards in the second half, the Chiefs will beat them. They, they will cover, yes, because they'll have at least six yards in the second half, the Chiefs. Um, uh, East Carolina, 18 and a half Friday night. You know what, Brian? I like both those. I think I'm just going to jump on those. Lions plus eight and a half. I'm off every week with the Lions spread and the Colts spread, but give me eight and a half at home yeah. with Stafford. They could be just as good. And as uh, I said before, I like San Francisco to win that game. So that's a good teaser. Plus eight and a half, nice. plus nine. There you go. That's a teaser. That's sharp tank. Brian, what do you got going this weekend? Um, not much. I mean, we have UFC again this weekend. I don't love the card. It's Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. It's not a great one. The week after is a little bit better. We have uh Gervonta Davis Santa Cruz should be, uh, that's actually, I mean, we haven't had many good boxing matches. That's definitely the second best one since the Lomachenko fight. Um, so I kind of like Gervonta Davis. I'm going to take, I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to bet, like do those late round betting, you know, a knockout by Davis in like the nine to 12 round, I think, or 10 to 12 round. You get some pretty good odds with that, but there you nothing, go. Else, nothing else really going on. And you're at the brother Bry. At Harry, the brother Bry. Uh, Paulie kid, you're at the chalk talker. At the chalk talker, Sal. Um, I think we can all sit here and say uh, Khabib is the uh, oh, greatest yeah. pound for pound fighter of all time in the uh, UFC. Uh, he has won me probably more money than any other fighter <laughs> has, even when I have to take him on uh, long odds, uh, just because, yep. uh, well, I shouldn't say long odds, but you know what I mean. Um, and he's never lost. So I've always won on him. Love him. Going to miss him if he's actually retiring, which I think he's going to hold true to his word. But what a phenomenal job. A total domination of a of a great fighter in Justin Gaethje. So uh, great for him. I'm <laughs> glad he goes out like that. It was a fun card to watch. Won a lot of money with uh, him winning and Whitaker uh, winning by decision. I kind of got a little lucky there. Looked like he was going to knock him out in the third round. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was fun. Fun card. Uh, everything's good. Uh, so there you go. That's about it. He left it all in the ring. He really did, Khabib. He really and, uh, did. Thankfully, he made us all money. All right, Harry, what do you go? You're in San Diego. You're traveling on private jets. What's going on? <laughs> You're going to go to the San Diego Zoo today. I'll, I'll uh, definitely have some nice videos on extra points for my picks <laughs> for that. Uh, also go to, uh, you know, at AO Harry and uh, go to uh, bestbetcorner.com. Check out my other picks and other articles as the week goes on for sports. I was 4-0 in NFL last week on that. There you go. All right. Listen, I, I promised uh, the Pauly kid I'd get him out of here by 8.54. I got one more minute to do it. I mean, I didn't know he'd do a Khabib eulogy is the other thing, but <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, uh, one more thing, uh, Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones. I just want to say, we let the guy call in that Ben Kelly. Uh, I thought he was a very pleasant individual. He's a Harry troll. He goes after Harry. The greatest rivalry in the, on the show was Harry and Jim. <laughs> I know. I think he's wonderful. 
He's in your head, though, Harry. He's yep. in your head a lot. Nah. Yeah, nah, no, you know. he is. He is. Definitely. <laughs> he is in your head. He's going to be on the screen. We're going to have him back next week, I think, Harry. What do you think of that? <laughs> Lovely. Jim, the eyes are ones. Where can people see you on Twitter? Yep. At Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones, but I have some people muted, so I'm not going to be hearing any of their <laughs> things anyway. It's all right. Hey, check us out on the Extra Points Twitter handle. We're going to be checking in on the Thursday night game at halftime for FanDuel. We're going to do that. We'll give the halftime line. We'll give a boost, and we'll give our take on the second half. All right, uh, for the degenerate trifecta, Jim Cunningham, Joel Solomon, Michael Sicoli, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. 854, Parley Kid. Na, 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 na.